I take my responsibility as an elected official. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the oil and gas industry. But I'm not going to sacrifice public health and the environment um, so I can have another 5,000 wells drilled in Well County. And, and I think that Well County is really the template. I keep telling people this. You know, if you want to see how it's done right, how we address legitimate concerns from the public, come to Well County and study us over the last 20 years. That was Sean Conway, a county commissioner from Weld County, Colorado, which is a large county in the northern part of the state. He was talking about balancing the needs of the oil and gas industry with other community concerns. Welcome to the Colorado Oil and Gas Association podcast presented by CH2M. I'm Steve Ludwig, your host. And I'm Casey Henderson, your co-host. And as you've gathered, Sean is a big fan of the oil and gas industry, which makes sense because Weld County has the largest share of oil and gas development in Colorado. He provided some great insight onto what it's like to be a policymaker in a state that isn't unified to say the least, in its views on oil and gas. We'd like to thank CH2M for sponsoring this podcast. Headquartered right here in Colorado, CH2M helps the oil and gas industry with upstream, midstream, and downstream work across the project life cycle. This includes engineering, project management, siting, licensing, permitting, and water and wastewater management. For more information, check out ch2m.com. Okay, Casey, with that out of the way, on to the podcast! So with us today is Sean Conway, a county commissioner from Weld County. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, Sean, uh, first of all, tell us what a county commissioner is and what a county commissioner does. Well, a county commissioner is essentially in Colorado given the responsibility of managing the day-to-day operations of a county and all the services a county provides. Most people know what a municipality does. They have a mayor and a city council, and they kind of do things. Board of County Commissioners is kind of sets the policy, funds the budget, um, basically um, provides the services that county government provides, which tend to be a little different than a municipality. Uh, For example, uh, counties operate jails, and uh, counties are responsible for maintenance of roads. Counties administer the human services um, as an arm of the state government, those kind of services. Mm -hmm. And... We have a five-member board in Well County, and we're given the responsibility of managing those day-to-day operations. How big is your budget in Weld County? Our budget's around $220 million. So that's a very, that's a large chunk of change. It, it is, uh, uh, you know, when you're managing almost a quarter of a billion dollars, mm-hmm. you're shooting with real bullets. Right, absolutely. <laughs> so for those of uh, people that might not be familiar with Colorado or know that we have 64 counties, right? Can you just describe Weld County, kind of where it is and what it's like? Yes. Weld County is about 4,000 square miles, one of the largest uh, geographical counties in the country. It uh, is located... Is that bigger than Rhode Island? uh, It's bigger than Rhode Island, Delaware, and Washington, D.C. put together. It's basically also larger than the entire state of Connecticut. Take that, Connecticut. (laughs) Um, You got that right. We we just need a better basketball program at UNC, which is the local university, so we can be more competitive with Connecticut. Okay, so that's about how big you are. Is it mostly, what's the industry there? The industry, we're we're the largest, one of the largest, well, we are the largest agricultural county in the state of Colorado, and we're about the fifth largest agricultural county in the country. Is it mostly cattle or both farming and ranching? It's both. 
Um, we uh, uh, livestock is is a large part of it. Uh, we have about uh, 1.3 billion dollars in farm-to-gate sales on an annual basis. Uh, a lot of sugar beets, a lot of corn, winter wheat, as well as cattle, some goats. And Will County is some sheep. It, it's sort of the I was going to make a the bad heart bad of the pun. oil and gas so industry. On. I was going to make a Aww. bad pun, <laughs> but I didn't have one. That was bad. Sorry. Go ahead. Please ask about the oil and gas industry, since this is the Coca podcast, and that's what we really want to talk about. Well, I was going to get to the second part <laughs> okay. of Will County's economy, but All right. you're having so much fun, I don't <laughs> want to get in the middle of it. Um, we also are the largest oil and gas producer in the state of Colorado. We produce about 90% of uh, the oil production, a significant uh, percentage uh, of gas, um, and um, that has exponentially gone up by a large margin since about 2010. When, as we all know, uh, a lot of your listeners know, uh, what has become known as the, the Niobrea, the shale play, which is primarily in North Well County. Now, I really didn't answer your question about where Well County is geographically located in the state of Colorado. It stretches uh, roughly north of the metro area of Denver, all the way up to the Wyoming state line, and then goes east almost to the Nebraska state line. It is a huge geographical area um, that is very diverse um, in terms of uh, energy production and agricultural production. One of the things we're also, I know this is about oil and gas, and we're very proud of our oil and gas um, heritage because it's been ongoing in Will County for many decades, um, is uh, we're also the largest producer of renewable energy in the state of Colorado. We are home to two large wind farms, Cedar Creek 1, Cedar Creek 2. We also are now experiencing uh, an influx of solar farms. We also are home to the only anabolic digester, which is basically you take animal waste and you turn it into energy. And our anabolic digester in uh, near LaSalle, Colorado, which is kind of in the center part of the county, produces enough energy to, well, we actually, uh, it gets um, traded out for energy in California to meet the renewable energy mm-hmm. mandates that the state has. So just explain that just a touch further so people understand. Basically, you're talking about synthetic natural gas that's made from basically yeah, pig and cow We have a lot of dairies. Stuff. Yeah, we have a lot of dairies. <laughs> so, so as you said, as you pointed out, mm-hmm. a lot of livestock, mm-hmm. a lot of cows, um, uh, a lot of dairies. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in Colorado, we've experienced, because of what's going on in California and other states, um, we are seeing an influx of people to put more and more dairies. In addition to that, Laprino, which is one of the largest cheese factories, so if you own a, if you order Domino's Pizza mm-hmm. or Pizza Hut Pizza, the mozzarella that's on that pizza probably comes from Laprino cheese. Mm-hmm. Which is and headquartered in Colorado. It is headquarters here in Denver, mm-hmm. but one of their largest mozzarella plants is in Greeley, which is the largest populated center in Well County. And so we have, we have a great need for that milk to produce that cheese, which ties into the agricultural side of this. So our economy is pretty much centered around agriculture, energy production, but we also have a lot of manufacturing. We're home to Vestas uh, Wind Energy. We, have, we produce both the blades in Windsor and the turbines in Brighton, which is uh, the southern part of our county. Very diverse economy, a lot of manufacturing jobs moving in. Um, and it's a, it's fast growing. It's one of the fastest growing populated counties. We, our population has doubled um, over the last 15 years, and it is projected to double over the, ne- the coming 10 years. Just so everyone knows, Sean's speaking without notes. 
Right. Which is very impressive. That's very impressive. <laughs> to recall all this stuff from memory. Well, it's amazing what you pick up. <laughs> it's part of my job, you know. I got to know these things. I'm sure you're going to stump me here in a minute because you're the smart one. You told me that. He, Steve, set me up for failure. Now he's mm-hmm. he's talking about how smart I am, and sure. now I better follow up with something. So, um, because Weld County is kind of the the heart of oil and of the oil and gas industry in Colorado, what does that mean for the county, and then what does it mean for the state as a whole? Well, I think it's important in in three areas. For the county, it's hugely important. Um, Oil and gas uh, accounts for about 55% of our county valuation. Well County last year was the second highest valued county at $11.1 billion, only second to Denver, which was just around $11.4 billion, to give you a comparison. 55% of the valuation was oil and gas. So it's- Does that count for, so let me just be clear. So that counts for the stuff in the ground. So the, when they talk about production. valuation, like potential production. The production. Okay, great. Sorry. No, because we don't know. I've had petroleum engineers tell me that we really don't know what the DJ Basin and the Niobrara Formation contains. Okay, um, so the Denver-Julesburg Basin, the DJ Basin, and um, so the Niobrara Shale is a, uh, that's a geologic term. It's a location. Correct. Within the Denver-Julesburg Basin. Correct. Correct. How big is the DJ Basin? It extends from just, um, it almost is all of Well County, a portion of Boulder County, mm-hmm. and a little bit of Denver. It kind of runs okay. into a little bit, like Adams County-ish. Right. Um, it's a huge formation. And it goes into Wyoming as well. Yes, it does. And it goes into southern Wyoming. Okay. Does the Niobrara go into Wyoming yes, as well? Yes, it does. Okay. Because the, the, if you picture, you have Well County, which is, if you did the overlay of the DJ mm-hmm. Basin, almost includes most mm-hmm. of it. And then on top of that, you would have the Niobrara Formation, which is to the north, which runs into southern Wyoming and northern Colorado and mostly comes into Well County, our northern portion of the county, which is our most rural portion of the county. So, um, and uh, a lot of that was discovered in 2010 with the Jake Well up there. Um, people were trying different technology and uh, they really discovered something special. Will County over the last six years has been the beneficiary of this huge expansion. In 2011, we had about 11,000 wells. Today, we have over 23,000 wells. So the number of oil and gas wells have doubled over the last six years. Huge production increase, thus the valuation. And and so from a from, uh, 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 taxpayer's side of it, uh, we are, we're the only county in the country. I like to brag a little bit if you let me. Feel free. Um, we're the only county. I don't think we could stop you, apparently, if we you're, tried, so please continue. You're, you're probably right on that front. I'm, um, my next job will be with the Chamber of Commerce, I'm sure. Um, but the um, we like to brag that we're the only county in the country with no short-term debt, long-term debt, or sales tax. We've lowered property taxes over the last five years significantly. We have the lowest mill, uh, property tax uh, valuation, um, uh, uh, mill levy, rather, uh, along the front range. Um, and we have a $100 million budget surplus, which we've been investing in doing a lot of things. We could not do that. I mean, I'm just going to be, you know, I'd love to say, boy, that's because I'm a great county commissioner. You know, Abraham Lincoln used to say, it's better to be lucky than good. I've been real lucky over the last six years. And part of that is the enormous um, oil and gas production and the energy jobs, energy jobs that have flown into Well County. And we're very grateful for that. Um, we recognize that, 
But it also has been a boom to the state of Colorado in terms of their severance taxes, in terms of their ability. We have a Department of Local Affairs here that uses energy money to fund projects for all 64 counties. So what is happening in Will County is not just benefiting my county. It is benefiting the state of Colorado. The other side of this that I don't think we give enough um, uh, discussion to is this is for me it's a national security issue i have nieces and nephews that are in the military in the army in the air force and they're deployed i just had one that just came back from the middle east um to, for me um th this is a national security issue what we can do to ensure a strong economy to ensure we're not having to go to parts of the world to ensure that um be, that energy um, that comes to our country is inter not interrupted. Um, we can do this at home. And the most exciting part of the whole shale revolution, which I know you all have had many experts on that talk about this, is that the idea that the United States can go back to pre-OPEC era, the early 70s, and become energy self-sufficient is has so many long-term benefits for our national security, for our economy. So I look at this, yes, it's great for my county, yes, it's great for my state, but it's also great for our country. What, um, so we, we would call Weld County, I think it's fair to say, is very oil and gas friendly, yeah. while other counties or municipalities have either tried to or did pass some um, bans or moratoriums mm -hmm. on fracking. Why do you think that that is? Are, 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 County commissioners not concerned about the environment in Weld County? Is it just a different approach? Why is it so different in Weld County compared to some others that, that um, have been against um, hydraulic fracturing in the oil and gas industry? I think the biggest thing is the fear of the unknown. In Weld County, we've had oil and gas production for almost six decades, since the late 40s. And so people have um, watch the industry grow. We've worked together. And that isn't to say that if we weren't having this discussion 20 years ago, that there would not be conflict between our two um, largest um, economic drivers, energy and ag. Today, because we've been able to sit down and work things out and understand things, I, I tell my fellow county commissioners, I tell mayors and city council people come to me because they say, how do, how do you have this interaction. You don't have the fights. You don't have the um, a lot of the issues that we deal with. Um, and I said, part of it is we're about 20 years ahead of you. We've gone through these battles. It's not that Well County in the late 80s and early 90s didn't have many of the same issues that, are, that communities along the Front Range of Colorado particularly um, are facing with oil and gas development encro encroaching on the urban uh, uh, the, uh, the urban uh, boundaries. Uh, by and large, oil and gas production in Colorado, whether it's in western Colorado or in Well County or eastern Colorado, Yuma County, uh, down the Four Corners area, um, has been in rural areas. Um, it hasn't been in, uh, it, it was kind of out there. Uh, and a lot of people, if you weren't a rancher or a farmer or lived in a predominantly rural area, you didn't see uh, a lot of the oil and gas production and what went into that. So I think part of it has been the fear of the unknown. Um, and it, it happened on us so quickly. You have to understand where we were in 2009 and 2010 in Colorado and the huge ramp up. I mean, I've seen a doubling of wells in Well County. 
that drill uh, wells were getting drilled in communities that had never seen uh, an oil derrick before, and so you 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 have I think citizens have legitimate questions, legitimate concerns about public health and and uh, the environment, and I think it's a responsibility. I I take my responsibility as an elected official. I'm I'm a huge proponent of the oil and gas industry, but I'm not going to sacrifice public health and the environment. Um, so I can have another 5,000 wells drilled in Well County. We work, and, and I think that Well County is really the template. I keep telling people this. You know, if you want to see how it's done right, how we address legitimate concerns from the public, come to Well County and study us over the last 20 years. Because one, what I have found out in having um, a dialogue with a constituent um, or someone from the state of Colorado as they try to get answers to questions they legitimately have, is the facts are on our side. When you tell somebody, you know, we're the largest agricultural county in Colorado. Um, you know, um, the, the water we use to irrigate farm fields and feed and water livestock is very important to us. We're not going to sacrifice groundwater. We're not going to sacrifice or uh, we, we can't. If we screw it up, we, we risk um, impacting negatively um, a huge part of our economy. And so when I tell people, don't believe Commissioner Conway when I tell you there's never been uh, groundwater contamination from fracking of a well, I quote the EPA's testimony to the House Energy Committee in 2010. Um, I quote scientists. Uh, people who who are a lot smarter than I am and have no interest in this other than what the facts are. The facts are on our side. As people become more educated, more knowledgeable about this, and they don't become interested in it until it impacts their lives, you know. And so as people have interaction from folks in um, oil and gas producing communities and counties, um, they learn about it. And as a result, what we've seen here in Colorado over the last few years is that dialogue has occurred, and, and an honest dialogue. I mean, you're always going to have fear mongers, you know. Um, it, 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 when, when you boil it down to the facts and have that, wonder, understand, and I told the energy, this, the energy industry this five years ago, you have to take these questions seriously. This is about public health, public safety. Um, people are concerned. They have legitimate questions, and we must answer them. We must go about doing that. In Will County, we've done that, and that's why, you know, we kind of look at the rest of the state as they have this fight and say, hmm, okay, um, you know, we've been there, seen there, done that. If you really want to know how to do it. And as a county commissioner, I've kind of gone um, outside of my boundaries. I go around the state. I feel it's an obligation, being a Will County commissioner, to provide assistance, knowledge, background about the industry to other communities that are kind of going through this decision-making process. And in most cases, what has happened when people legitimately sit down and have the dialogue like you and I are having today with people who have real questions and real concerns is we come to an accommodation. I call it the 80-20 rule. 80% um, of them uh, of the issues get answered relatively quickly. Twenty, The 20% 20 that may be contentious, we work through those, just like we did in Well County in the early 90s with our agricultural uh, um, farmers and ranchers and the industry. Can we build on, um, you touched on some really important points about public health and public safety and 
just the fear of the unknown and all mm-hmm. that information. Can we talk a little bit about the Colorado floods specifically? What kind of partnership was formed between Weld County, businesses, the oil and gas industry to respond to the floods? Um, so I may get in a little trouble here. I'm just, uh, you, you know, for those that are listening in here to hear something really controversial, mm-hmm. you're probably going to hear it here in a bit. But the first thing I want to do is give a shout out um, to the Colorado oil and gas industry. And so let me... Before uh, you do that, just can, can you give us some background on when the flood was, how, yeah, how that's much uh, yep. Weld County was impacted? Because so, you were the heart of that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, or one of the it was, areas it was, it, hit, yeah. it, it was probably the most challenging thing that I've had to deal with as an elected official and in my uh, public service tenure. Um, for those that may not have seen the extensive news coverage in 2013, here's what happened we receive the equivalent of two years moisture in a 24-hour period in the mountains on a rainstorm that got stuck over the foothills of Colorado. All rivers lead to Weld County, the Little Thompson, the St. Vrain, the Poudre, the Platte. And what happened is in the mountains that were devastated by these, these floods, particularly the mountain communities, all that water flowed into my county. Um, to the tune of a trillion gallons of water. Uh, NOAA has gauged the flood as about 1,100-year flood. So, I'm sorry, the, when you said NOAA, I thought, oh, he's talking about NOAA's Ark. No. Well, NOAA... But you mean the National Oceanic... Uh, atmospheric Administration. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are scientists that studied the storm and actually put numbers on it. Let me tell you what I saw. We had three days of rain... Uh, we had people in some communities, Evans, Millican, wiped out. They lost everything. They had minutes' notice because the water came so quickly, so swiftly. Um, we had nothing. We had to do shelters. So here's the first thing the oil and gas industry did. They, they called us and they said, Commissioner, what do you need help with? And I said, you know, we're dealing with families that have lost everything. They, only, they escaped with the clothes on their back. They have kids. You know, they would just like to go <laughs> and get new clothes, clean clothes, baby diapers, baby food. They're stuck in these shelters. Can you get us some gift cards? Within hours, I had $65,000 in gift cards. And the oil and gas industry didn't have a big press conference at the shelter and say, look what we're doing. They drove up. They gave us the cards. Uh, Our commissioners went to the different shelters around the county, distributed those. And it gave those people some dignity. Now, here's the controversial part, truth in advertising. They, they all, let me also continue what the oil and gas industry did. They, their, their folks absolutely were on top of this. They went down, they shut down wells, they saw what was going to happen, and they prepared for it. So the, econ- the environmental disaster that everybody predicted in Well County didn't happen. We had some condensation tanks that were empty that tipped over. Uh, the, uh, the news coverage finally got that straight. Like at the end, it's like, oh, nothing really ha- at the end. Well, yeah. so let me tell you, while the oil and gas industry was concerned about our residents who were in shelters, who had lost everything, who were out cleaning, shoveling out basements of people's homes who had been flooded in Longmont and Frederick and Firestone and Evans and Millican, what was the other side doing? Because I think this goes to the to the character of this issue. And when people hear different things from different folks... I always like to say, okay, you know, do they walk the walk or do they just talk the talk? Because talk is cheap, okay? The other side was busy getting, raising money to get a plane up in the air uh, 
and fly around Weld County and take whatever in floods, like I said, condensation tanks moved over. There was there were all these scare things that, you know, all these wells were leaking oil and, you know, polluting the water, the groundwater and the streams and everything else. And by the way, the biggest pollutant later, and this is the scientist again, was E. coli from the wastewater treatment plants in Evans and Greeley and other places that overflowed and dumped literally human waste into the river. That was the biggest pollutant. We had, uh, uh, no oil and gas pollution in any of our tributaries or ditches or anything else, contrary to all the, the, the doomsdayers out there. But here's, here's what I think really goes back to it, and I'm going to say this till the day I die. When I needed help, the industry was there. They, they provided gift cards. They provided assistance. They went out and cleaned up homes. What did the other side do? They hired a photographer, and a plane went up in the air, and they took um, pictures. And then they put a narrative to those pictures that all these conden empty condensation tanks that had turned over were spilling toxic uh, pollutants into the Platte, into the Pooter, into the St. Vrain, and it was going to devastate our farmers. They, were gonna ha they weren't going to be able to harvest their crop because of all the pollution and all that in, in terms of that. The industry also, I had 165 roads, bridges, culverts washed out. The industry said, what, what can we do to help? I said, well, here's the deal. This flood happened in September. Well, what happens in September? It's harvest time. And when you have 165 roads and bridges and culverts washed out, farmers can't get their equipment into the fields to harvest. So we were looking at a double hit uh, disaster. We had a flood, which took out a lot of communities. But on top of that, we were going to lose our entire 2013 crop, sugar beets, corn. Um, we had livestock that needed to get fed that were stuck in islands. The industry said, what do you need? And we strategically sat down and said, we got to get this road open, this road open, this road open, if you can help us. And they worked in concert with us and our public works folks. And quite frankly, a lot of other counties who came to our rescue around the state of Colorado that sent in workers, Douglas County, um, Alamosa County, Lahana, uh, Otero County. Within 30 days, we had every single of those 165 roads, with the exception of one road, which was tied to Boulder County. I can tell you the rest of the story on that. We opened 164 of 165 roads in less than three weeks. And we couldn't have done it without the industry. Couldn't have done it without their support. But more importantly, they continued to be engaged. We had people that needed to go to the food bank and get food. We had people that were struggling to, you know, try to uh, find a, uh, temporary housing. Any area that we needed help with from the county, the industry was there. The other side was busy what the Denver Post has now classified from 2013 is promulgating a lie. So when somebody knocks on your door, if you're so, all... So go ahead. Just to be fair, because we... So that's great. We don't have to tear one side down to build another up, and, and the oil and gas industry did its thing, and they employ thousands of people in Colorado, and there's an they have their own economic incentives to act that way, and I'm thrilled they did, and that's really admirable. And throwing the environmentalists, one group that hired a plane under the bus because they didn't ship thousands of people to help you out. I don't think that's a fair comparison. No, but here's, here's the deal. When I think character counts, mm -hmm. okay? And character is doing the right thing when nobody's watching. That's my definition of character. The oil and gas industry 
didn't do this for publicity. Most most of what I just told you is probably the first time people have heard about all the things the industry did. Because the industry didn't do it to promote themselves, to make themselves, like you said, look better. And I'm not tearing down people. I'm yeah. just giving people the facts. When one group of people is actually out helping, you know, whether whether you're pro-energy development or anti, that I, I respect your opinion, okay? But you don't have the right when people are in need, when people are literally at the worst times of their lives, to be out there trying to pile on to that situation. Um, and I just, I bring it up because all of us get presented different facts. All of us get told by different people different things. I think it's important to know when one sector, I, I agree, we shouldn't tear people down. Uh, when one sector, though, goes out at a time, and they didn't, I, I never got a call. I never got a call from the Sierra Club. Hey, Commissioner, what can we do to help your people up there? I never got a call from any environmental group. And to put it in perspective, when the Well County Commissioners, because Boulder County and Well County got equally hit by this flood, and one of the communities is Longmont. It resides both in Boulder County and Longmont. We're over there helping people shove out, you know, Well County Commissioners are organizing cleanup crews, United Way, putting a collaborative effort to the oil and gas industry, are providing volunteers to do that. One of the fellow Boulder County Commissioners, whose county had also been devastated, and these were also their constituents, put out a call that their trails had been damaged, and we need volunteers to restore their trails. Now, although I would agree that restoring your trails is an important priority, would you place that priority above people's immediate needs to get back to a sense of normalcy? And I just bring this up because, you know, every time I have one of these dialogues with, with folks, I, I respect that somebody can see this from a different perspective than I, and I listen and learn, and I try to try to do that. And I, I spent a lot of time uh, participating in forums. I bet, you're in me- I bet you're in a lot of meetings. I'm in a lot of a meetings. A lot of meetings. And, and um, I try to listen and learn, and, and I try to grow in that regard. But that 2013 flood will stay with me mm-hmm. because at a time when my constituents were at most in need, the industry stepped up. It was the right thing to do. And they, they did it while nobody was watching, which is the height of character. And that's a great story to, to share with folks because that I don't that hasn't been widely no. talked about and how they stepped up and really made a difference for the people in Weld County, but also the people in Colorado. And, and that is a great story. And it's something really important for us to remember that just be, because the 24-hour news cycle has maybe moved on to the next thing doesn't mean that... A natural disasters or you know people are still being impacted by this and they're still in need of assistance so well, that's a really important thing to talk well, and about let me too. let me add on to that to continue the story um they just didn't move on once the tv trucks moved on and i'll give you the primary example the oil and gas industry we raised 1.3 million dollars to help victims of flood we set up united way as the agency to administer the funding half that funding came from the oil and gas industry okay but more importantly they, there are people engaged in the oil and gas industry, employees, company officials, that to today are still engaged in United Way's flood recovery, making sure, because we know recovery takes a while. It just doesn't happen overnight. You have to rebuild homes. You have to make sure people's needs uh, in, 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 are, are rebuilt. To today, they continue to be engaged in those flood recovery committees. And so... You know, when I see 
you know, I have a good friend who says, you know, walk the walk, don't talk to talk. You know, when I see the industry walking that walk and, um, you know, many of your listeners is the first time they've heard about this. Mm -hmm. And this happened three years ago. And to this day, um, I, I tell people a story and they say, well, I never heard that. And I said, what does that tell you? The oil and gas industry did it because it was the right thing to do. It impacted people. And they did things in Boulder County and Larimer County. It wasn't just my county. Um, we were all equally impacted by this. Mm -hmm. But I think that's important. When people do the right thing, it needs to be recognized. And it also puts in context to a larger issue when somebody tells you something that might differ from something else in terms of the credibility of those arguments. Fair enough. Well, I think we could talk to you for, I don't know, three or four more hours. But I think that's all the time we have for today. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Is there any website or social media where people can learn about you, learn more about Weld County? Or stalk you, apparently. Or stalk you online? Uh, um, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a public figure, so they can probably find out where I'm at. They probably, I probably have a GPS chip inside of me, and people track me as I drive around the county. But uh, thank you for asking that. Yes, I would refer everybody. You can learn all about Weld County. We have an outstanding web page, uh, wellcounty.gov. Uh, we have a Discover Well County icon, so you can learn about the interesting people and communities we have throughout Well County. Um, and then um, if you want to learn more about the economy and what's happening in terms of economic development in Well County, I would refer you to our economic development webpage, which is Upstate Colorado. Uh, and uh, you can Google those, and they'll come up for you. There's lots of information. Um, you're right, I could talk for hours. As you can see, I'm an enthusiastic proponent of Well County. I believe it's it's one of the, uh, for a variety of reasons, one of the best-run counties. It's most business-friendly counties you can do. If you're looking at coming to Colorado, please look us up and give us an opportunity to compete for you to live here and uh, work here. Thanks so much. This has been very interesting. Thank you. been listening to What Turns You On, the Koga podcast presented by CH2M. CH2M helps the oil and gas industry with upstream, midstream, and downstream work across the project lifecycle. This includes engineering, project management, siting, licensing, permitting, and water and wastewater management. For more information, check out ch2m.com. For more podcasts and to learn more about the Colorado Oil and Gas Association, go to koga.org.